And uh, time now to say halala to Clive. Ntoza vanti ravati vela. Kisto Well, you still do it better than I do, so it's okay. That was very good. That was very good. So, Clive, Asian stocks yeah. erased those losses and the U.S. equity index uh, futures, they, I mean, they climbed as some of the most heavily sold shares in Hong Kong and China actually rebounded. Can you believe that China's rebounded after 1,247 companies were halted to trade? It just tells you that the momentum is just quite phenomenal. It's beyond this world. But, you know, you can't have 40% of your stocks not trading, and still do well. The question is, will that be reflected still in actual fact with the economy domestically within China? And that's what everybody's asking. If there's a disparity, then there's going to be questions asked about how stable this market will be. Nonetheless, MSCI Asia Pacific Index climbed 0.3%. Obviously, the gap also helping there as the yen did weaken a little bit, so it sort of helped the export numbers to go up a little bit as well. Another interesting one is that uh, Honda, which has gone down by 3.5% after announcing that 4.3 million cars will be drawn back because of the Takata saga, with the, that, was, that was with the airbags. More cars, 4.3 million more cars will be called back uh, for them to be sorted with those airbags. So a great start for the Asian markets, and I hope we'll reflect that later on because we saw the JSC rebound in slightly yesterday. Let's hope we continue the momentum. Mm. I always wonder about, uh, you know, cars being recalled because they don't seem, uh, that doesn't seem to happen here. It always seems to happen elsewhere. Because our suppliers are not Takata, aren't we fortunate? <laughs> <laughs> so if, we, if we were supplied by Takata, they would also be calling our cars. But our cars are not manufactured where the, the interior of the Japanese cars, like, like your Honda, your Toyota, is not produced in Takata. So at least we're fortunate in that case certainly speaks volumes of our sector here. Now, um, just staying with uh, China for a moment there, uh, Clive, uh, we look at, you know, uh, what has been really volatile trading, but uh, then you look at consumer and healthcare companies, and and, and they're helping the situation out there, and uh, government, of course, you know, trying their level best to stabilize things. Yeah, it's the help of the middle class. So what you've got, you know that China's been growing very rapidly, so the middle class is stable. So that middle class obviously uses private hospitals. So the private hospital companies will do relatively well. The pharmaceutical companies, because Amapili, see, were, were, were high, high accord. So, you know, so all those things are, are in tune. So the guys are getting proper health care. And as well as the consumer, consumers still buying KFC, despite the fact that there's been uh, numerous uh, issues about them. But the consumer has, has grown. And they're still buying into it. And that's why those companies are doing relatively well, Sakina. Mm. It's a Thursday, Clive. Uh, we have an investment mm-hmm. theme. And today we're talking about a life stage investing. What is that? It's very simple, Sakina. It's when they compare your assets when you are investing per year or on a monthly basis with regards to what you need at the end of your working career. So at, when you get to 55, which is early retirement, we want to know if you'll be able to retire comfortably. Simply put, it, it changes as you grow older. It's an investment that changes as you grow older. So uh, the closer you get to 68, you're thinking, <laughs> so, 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 
So what happens is they model your investment based on your age, and as you grow older, it becomes more and more conservative to protect the capital that you've already made when you're younger so that you can have more when you get to retirement. Asset liability modeling is used a lot for this, so we hope that our people are listening and they go out there and find out if they'll be able to retire comfortably. If I earn 10,000 rand a month now, put in inflation, will I be able to retire comfortably when I get to the age of 55? You need to ask your financial advisors and they should be able to help.